Hello, I'm Mike Patra, and I'm the host of the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. Come join us as we go game by game, breaking down our top plays, fades, values, pivots, and talk overall strategy for both tournaments and cash games. And the best part, we're doing this seven days a week. So come check us out. That's Hoopball DFS Today. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Patria for any updates, listener contests, and DFS information. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers. How is everyone doing today? Uh, welcome to another edition of Hoop Ball DFS Today. Uh, I am joined here by a member that we haven't had in, in a little bit now. Uh, he was one of our featured guys earlier. Took a little bit of a hiatus on the weekends, but he used to be our weekend warrior, but he's now back and better than ever uh, for this Tuesday slate, Tuesday, August 25th. Uh, how you doing, Dave? Dave Menkoff is back. Doing great. Uh, I'm really excited to be back. Uh, excited to delve into some uh, high-octane playoff basketball with you. Yeah, it, and it is high-octane. Um, we have a slate tomorrow. It's the first slate so far that there's not four games. We've been used to the four games every day, but two teams swept, so we won't be having that. There's only going to be two games on this slate. Uh, it's going to be going to be a different one than we've been used to lately, um, except for that uh, Saturday play-in game slate when we had that one. Um, but even then, you, you did the captains and stuff. Uh, this is going to be a fun one, and these are both going to be Highly betted games, uh, and great way to segue into one of my favorite things in my bookie, guys. Um, I don't. If you've been listening, you already know that my bookie is going to match your deposit 100%. Uh, so what a better. There's never a better time to get in now. Football is only two weeks away. Uh, we're right in the heart of the NBA playoffs. M- MLB season's going in. Uh, NHL is right in the heart of the playoffs. Golf's out. UFC's every few weeks. A big event. I mean, there's hundreds of things going on here. If you're going to get in, get in now, and you get that 100% match of your deposit, you really can't beat it. Um, but yeah, Dave, we're on a two-game slate here. We got the Jazz and the Nuggets. Uh, the Jazz are, are leading right now. They could close it out. And um, they're up 3-1. They can close this one out. And, and then Mavs and the Clippers are tied at 2-2. Uh, before we get into it, what are your thoughts on these two series uh, and the playoffs in general? Well, I have to say these playoffs, bubble and all, have been quite entertaining. Um, I am definitely on board with uh, just the excitement level, considering the lack of fans, the lack of home court advantage. Um, These two series in particular have been quite entertaining, um, going down to the wire. Uh, And it's been certainly enjoyable to watch. And with with so much great offense and and so many great individual performances, I'm just excited to see what comes next in in these matchups. Yeah, you said it, that both these games were a two-point difference the last game, Uh, both these teams. The Jazz won by two points, and uh, if you don't know by now, you go watch what happened in that last final overtime seconds of uh, the Mavs-Clippers game because... Luca is something else there. 
uh, it's just fantastic to watch this guy play. That shot, he just he oozed confidence. You had to know it was going in before he even left his hand. He was just ready for the moment. And it's crazy to think he's only 21, only 21 years old, and this is his first taste of the playoffs, uh, second year, like 42-point triple-double, almost 17 rebounds. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's jump right into this. This is going to be a quicker one because we only have – Two games on the docket. Though when I say that, we're going to probably talk about a lot of other people we wouldn't normally talk about because when you only have one, two games, uh, the money gets tight. You can't always squeeze these big guys in. You have to get lower guys. Uh, and in the playoffs, minutes are also tight and rotations are tight. So it's harder to find these guys. Um, but let's get right into it. So first game on the docket is 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. It is the uh, Jazz and the Nuggets. I was going to say at and use the one team at the other, but they're all in the bubble, so I'll just say versus from now on. The Jazz versus the Nuggets. The Jazz are up 3-1 in this series. It's a pivotal game five. Uh, the Jazz are a negative three-point favorite on this. Uh, a negative 150 on the money line. The, the Nuggets are plus 130, over under 220 and a half. Uh, on, the, on the Jazz, we have Ed Davis out, and we have Foreman Wright out. Uh, not really big rotation guys. And on the Nuggets, we have Will Barton is not going to return anytime soon, unfortunately. And Gary Harris is questionable. I'm not sure if he's going to play. I, I don't know if he will, but it, I mean, it, it is game five and they could get knocked out. So maybe he jumps in there. Um, and big news out of the Denver Nuggets locker room, Michael Porter Jr., who was cooking in the bubble. And he was cooking the first couple games of this series as well. He is going to actually come off the bench uh, in this one, and so is Torrey Craig. They are going to be replaced by Monte Morris and Jeremy Grant in the starting lineup. So they're going a little big, smaller in the backcourt, bigger in the front court. Uh, I guess Michael Porter Jr. is huge anyway. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, Dave, let's start with the let's start with the Jazz. We'll save the Nuggets for last because they got a little couple moving parts here. Uh, we saw Donovan Mitchell put up another 50-point game. I was talking about Luca. I didn't even mention Donovan Mitchell has been playing fantastic. Uh, they're one and one when he scores 50 points, which is funny to think about. But another 51-point game, seven assists. He took 27 shots, uh, seven of eight or 17 of 18 from the free throw line. This guy has been money. Uh, let's start with this backcourt. Who do you like? Are you feeling Mitchell at 9,700? That price tag is skyrocketing now. He's he's the third highest guy on the uh, the slate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you definitely nailed it. Uh, in terms of the Jazz, you have to start with Donovan Mitchell. Um, his price tag has only gone up by $200, which is just crazy to me, considering he just put up another 50-burger um, <laughs> on the Nuggets. So that's something to, to keep in mind. 9700 you're getting, uh, I, dare I say, a little bit of a discount on, on him, considering how well he's been playing, the confidence that he's been playing with as well. Um, a bunch of young guys have been just showing a ton of confidence, and it's great to see for the future of the league. But um, I digress. Uh, Mike Conley, <laughs> uh, as, as a veteran, um, he came back. Uh, clearly, he's rejuvenated after the birth of, of his child. So he's very excited to be back, it looks like, and he's playing like it, um, coming off some great performances as well. His salary is only up to 6700 a rise of only $400. So he's another guy that I'm going to be targeting heavily on the Jazz side. 
another guy that I'm going to be looking at a little bit as well, um, not as much as the, the first two guys I mentioned, but Joe Ingles coming off a, an absolute dud um, game where he put up zero points um, at 5,100. Uh, his salary didn't drop as, as much as um, you would kind of like uh, for someone that, that put up such a poor performance, but it is down to 100. So he might uh, be able to to get hot, but he's definitely taken a hit with the uh, return of Mike Conley. So I would say Mitchell um, and Mike Conley are definitely the uh, top two targets in the backcourt. And then uh, from the bigs, you know, sticking with the Rudy Gobert, uh, in the series, he's been pretty consistent at 7,600. He should be able to, to hit some value. Um, so I like him as far as a, as a pretty good mid-tier big man option um, on this two-game slate. Yeah, uh, for me, it's you mentioned Joe Ingles didn't score a point last game. He only scored two the, fir- the first or the game before that too. Uh, both games, coincidentally, um, Mike Conley returned or played both of those games. So. Joe Ingles hasn't played the greatest when Mike Conley was there uh, throughout the year and, and earlier in the series or playoffs or bubble, I should say. I'm getting all these things mixed up. Um, so I, I'm not sure if I'm totally in on him, but if, I, if I'm around 5,100, possibly there are, there's only two games. So uh, everybody gets, you might have to look at everybody here, but uh, dollar for dollar, I'm, wouldn't go him, but I do love Mike Conley. He has, you mentioned he he's been playing great since he came back. He's actually, I think he's been playing great all bubble, um, even before the kid. But since the kid, he's he's came come back and scored uh, 53 points combined in those two games. It's just been he's been awesome. So I'm really in on him, and 6,700 is a really fair price. He's he's beat those price tags twice already. I can see it again. Um, Mitchell, it's hard to say no Mitchell for me. But with Kawhi Leonard only 300 more, uh, I would much rather lean in Kawhi's direction. I do like a lot of guards in this slate, so uh, that changes it up a little bit. But there's not too many shooting guards. That's the one thing. Uh, I, I, to me, it's harder to find a shooting guard, so I possibly would look Mitchell. But if I can um, find one and, and fill it there, I, I, I wouldn't play. I don't. I can't see another 50-point burger from from Mitchell back to back. Uh, he might score 30 like he did the second game, but I don't think he's going to bring you back 45, 5x value, which he needs at least 50 points. Uh, I feel much safer with with a Kawhi Leonard, or I know people are going to be gravitating toward Luca after that giant game, and he's also only uh, 1300 more, so he's in the realm of possibilities as well. So I probably lean away from Mitchell. Um, as far as Gobert, he's he's in play. I'm not totally in on him. Um, but he's not too bad. There's a, there's another guy I like cheaper, just so I can get more exposure to a possible two of these big guy lineups. But um, I don't mind Gobert either. Uh, I did like Royce O'Neal until his price bumped up into the 4K. I remember the first couple games I was looking at him, he was only in the threes, which was awesome. But now 45, it kind of takes a little bit of his luster out. He did score that 37-point game, uh, but that's his absolute ceiling. So I, I'm kind of he 45 uh there are a few other people around here that i might be playing instead um is there anyone else on this uh jazz team that you're looking at dave yeah i mean um i think on the jazz uh, a guy that's is he's been pretty consistent um as as kind of the the big six man option has been jordan clarkson 
Um, his price tag has been hovering in the 50, in the 5200 range. He's up to 200 this week, uh, this game. Um, I I definitely liked him a lot more when he was priced in in the in the four thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he's a guy that that can get hot at any point. He's definitely a big volume scorer. Um, and if this game uh, turns into any type of uh, blowout situation, he's going to get a ton of run as well. So um, he's another guy that I'll, I'll definitely look at as well. Yeah, I don't mind him as well either. I did like him better when, as you said, when he was in the four, four, six, four, five, four, seven range. Uh, now it's five two, a little less margin for error, but he's still a solid play to me. Um, to me, the Conley and him are probably my the two people I'm gravitating towards the most. Uh, and there's something on DraftKings that I've noticed lately that uh, I do want to let the viewers know because it's been weird. I'm not sure what the reasoning is. But I don't know if you've clicked on someone's price tag, and it's not what we recorded. Um, it's $200 less or a couple hundred dollars off here and there. I've been seeing it the last few times, and I didn't think really anything of it. I thought, oh, maybe they – I just was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, maybe I read it wrong. But after four days or so in a row, now I'm – starting to think something's up with when they show their previous price tags. I don't know if you're a viewer or Dave yourself um, and myself, I'm going to look at it next time. These teams play, look at what it says. Cause it's, it's right now we'll see Donovan Mitchell at 97. If he's not 97, the next time this team plays, I'm, I'm just, I don't understand it, but uh, just keep a, keep an eye on that because it's very weird. I remember a couple times in, in a few of these podcasts, I'm saying, oh, so-and-so move this, this, this price to this price to this price. Um, I don't know if those are fully accurate now because looking at it closer, not everything that we recorded and said their price tags, when you go back on their previous games, they're a couple hundred dollars off now on their salary. And I'm not sure what the reasoning is for that. Uh, I don't know if it's trickery or, or what the case is, but it's a little weird. Uh, I just had to – that's something that I've been seeing, and um, it finally hit me that, oh, yeah, this this shouldn't be. I don't know. Have you seen any of that, Dave? You know, I haven't really noticed it, but it's something that – I mean, you're calling it out now. It's something that I'm going to be looking at very closely next time um, <laughs> I look at previous games. But it's something that if, if it's if true – uh, DraftKings needs to um, identify what what is happening and, and get a correction on it. Yeah, because I, I even noticed that reading our layup lines, and I would see the the price tag that we had uh, writing it, and then you go to a, a player's previous game, and it would it's only a couple hundred off a lot of times, and some of them probably not off, but I did see that a lot, and I was just not sure what the reasoning for or, or why um, it was like that. Uh, it was just weird. It's something that I'm definitely going to keep track of more. Uh, right now, I'm like, I know I saw that, but uh, I didn't take any pictures or anything. <laughs> but if I go back and look, I, I will, I'll definitely add the numbers, in, and they're not the same. That's all I'm saying. I'm not sure what they're doing, but they're definitely not the same. Uh, but moving on. <laughs> to instead of that let's let's jump on over to the nuggets because the nuggets are shaking and and doing a lot of different things on their their starting five and whatnot we might have gary harris return he's not going to start regardless uh they already i mean he hasn't played all bubble he's been out i don't see him playing too many minutes if he plays but it is game five and they are on the brink so maybe they can throw him out for 20 minutes he is their best uh perimeter defender and 
Donovan Mitchell is showing them that they really don't have much perimeter defense uh, without this guy and without Will Barton. Um, so he could possibly play, and he's only 3,900. But, yeah, they are benching Michael Porter Jr. He will be coming off the bench, and Torrey Craig will be coming off the bench for Monte Morris and Jeremy Grant. Uh, starting with that news, do you have any interest in any of those four guys? And Gary Harris. I will throw in all five. Do you have any interest in Porter, uh, Grant, Morris, Harris, or Craig? Yeah, so um, I would say with with the um, mix-up in, in kind of the starting lineup, um, definitely some interest. Uh, I think the Gary Harris is going to be interesting to see, uh, given that this is kind of a winner or go-home scenario for them. Um, that might be interesting to see. At 3,900, if Gary Harris plays 15, 20 minutes, he might be worth worth a flyer, um, given he's such, such a low price tag. Um, I, I really like Grant, uh, given he's, he's starting now 4,700. He's not really priced up, given his starting rotation spot. Uh, same with Monte Morris, uh, $4,000. You're, you're getting a starting guard uh, price at a, at a pretty severe discount. Um, so I would say those would be, uh, out of those four, I would say those are my three uh, looks uh, on the Nugget side for sure. Yeah, I think Gary Harris, if he plays, um, on a slate where there's only two games and a lot of these guys have a big price differential, if you can get him and he, and he plays 20 minutes or so, if he could get 15, 20, I think he can bring back 5X for you and, and get you 20 points there. Uh, I know he hasn't played in a while, so that's always a, a thing that you got to keep on track. Um, but he probably won't have much, if any, usage, especially for those people that just set it and forget it and don't really look. Uh, and you, you get close to game time and he gets ruled in, so maybe that happens. Uh, but for the other guys, I do... I'm I'm not the only one I will not touch is Tory Craig. Uh, he's only intriguing a tiny bit, not even intriguing. That's not the right word. He was only a little bit interesting, uh, not less boring than usual because he was starting. But now that he's not even starting, uh, I can forget him. Monte Morris at 4K on a very small slate is not bad. Knowing he's starting, knowing he played a, a ton of minutes last game, uh, he's gonna probably get chewed up on defense anyway. But for 4K, if you're around that range, there's really not many people at 4 4K and under to to look at, so he's not bad. Um, Jeremy Grant, I really like him. 47, that's a very good price. He was playing a lot of minutes anyway, but this just ensures that he's going to play small forward and power forward and probably see 40 minutes. So, I mean, he to, to bring back 5X, he'll need to score 25 points, uh, DK points, but in, I think he's going to play 40 minutes, and uh, that's a lot of time for a guy under 5k so i'm definitely in on him michael porter jr is the only question mark for me depending on how i feel when we get closer to game time they can't i know he only played 15 in the blowout in 23 last game um but when this guy is on this is when they were playing their best in the bubble uh not in the season but in the bubble and at 57 his price tag went from he almost he hit 88,000 almost um so this is a big suppression of that pr that price, and you only need 30, 35 points to bring back value. So I'll look at him, uh, but him now coming off the bench and having maybe not the the big role that we were seeing is something I'll, I'll caution. But at 57, if I'm around that range, because we're only going to have two two teams, so we're going to be landing on a lot of different people. I'm playing people. We're not going to like every single person we play, but at 57, I'll definitely give him some consideration. Um, 
But how about the the other guys? Do you do you have any interest in a Joker? Oh, I said I tried to say Jokic and Joker at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go from there. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I would say sorry. Uh, I I can't um, catch my my thoughts here, but uh, um, <laughs> I butchered it too much. Uh, perhaps, perhaps, but um, uh, Jokic uh, is someone that you know you have to target. I mean, again, it's a winner go home matchup. He's obviously the highest priced um, center option on, on the slate. Uh, Ninety four hundred. I mean, he's been fairly consistent over over the last uh, four games that they've played. Outside of that one game, uh, the big blowout uh, two games ago. He's been putting up anywhere between 47 and 53 fantasy points a game. Um, so he should be able to, to hit value at 9,400. Um, I really like him uh, at the center spot. And then Jamal Murray is a guy that I would have liked a little bit more in the 7K range. He's priced up to 8,000 after that huge 50-point performance last game. Uh, so that might be something – it would be more of a risk play. Um, than uh, than a go-to play in, in that standpoint, I would say he would be more of a GPP play versus versus a, versus a standard cash play in this two-game slate because he has a volatile kind of skill set. Um, he's he's averaged anywhere between 82 fantasy points in the series all the way down to 22 fantasy points uh, in game two. So uh, I would say those are my my two targets for, from the Nugget side. Yeah, um, I mean. Murray just went off, so it's hard to not like him. But I, I do see the the 8K price bump is on a is a little tricky on a slate where you want to get uh, a Leonard a or a Doncic in there, um, and, and possibly if you can get two. Uh, you have Joker. I almost I did it again. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you have Joker there uh, at 94, which is not a bad price. And you said it. It's a winner go home game. Uh, so. I want some exposure to him too. I still like the other two big guys better, and I would rather pay up a little bit to get them. But on a winner go home game, this guy's gonna have to to bring it uh, at least one game and bring get a game six in there. So um, if I'm doing a ton of lineups, I do want some exposure to him. If I don't, I would look at Murray's way. But um, I know I'm gonna be playing myself some Drami Grant, so I'll see who else I can get on this lineup. Uh, the next game has a bigger has a big differential in the over under so I'll see who I can fit there but I do like uh it, it's going to be hard to get a Leonard and a and a Jokic or a, a what's it called um a Doncic and a, and a Jokic together so I'll probably have to pivot to Murray and after coming off a 50 point game uh it's not very bad. 50 point almost triple double it's not a bad pivot All right man uh, anything else you have on on the the Nuggets or or the Jazz side? Yeah, no, I I think we we definitely covered most of the guys that I'm looking at in this matchup. Uh, I think for final thoughts in this matchup is just to see, hoping the game stays close and we can see some some great scores out of, out of these guys. Yeah, uh, that's it. And um, the next game is the intriguing game. Uh, we just saw we talked about it before. Luka hit a game winner. It's now 2-2. Porzingis got ejected in the first game. Uh, the Clippers prevailed, and he did not play in the last game. And it went into overtime, and the Mavs won on a game winner. Um, 
This game starts at 9 p.m. The Mavs are six and a half point underdogs. They have a plus 225 money line. The Clippers have a negative 275 money line. And the over-under is 236, a whopping 16 points higher than the last game. Uh, so this is where Vegas says they're going to score. And they both scored over 130 last game. Uh, I know Utah and Denver did as, were close to it as well. Uh, so these are both pretty high-scoring games. Um, but the big news here is, uh, well, we have Luka and Trey Burke are both probable. But Porzingis is still questionable. I'm not sure where he's going to wind up. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about which what we like if he plays, if he doesn't play. But he's a true questionable right now. He missed the last game, and this knee doesn't – it must not be right because um, he was battling earlier. He came back, and now he missed another game, especially a pivotal game four that they needed. So that's big. And Patrick Beverly is doubtful, closer to out than questionable. So I don't think we'll be seeing him as well, and that's all the Clippers have. Uh, but let's start with this Dallas team. Mentioned it at the at the just now. Uh, let's start with Porzingis. If he plays, do you have any interest in him at 91? Yeah, um, that, that's that's a great question. If if he plays and is visibly healthy or relatively healthy, I mean that price tag is, is something. It's definitely the highest it's been uh, in this series and in quite some time for for Mr. Porzingis, but. Um, based on his last performance um, in that in that big big time game uh, without Luca, I mean, 57 fantasy points uh, in that one. Um, I think he's a guy that I'm gonna put some shares in for sure, uh, given just his skill set um, and given uh, how he's been playing throughout the season um, while healthy. But again. I would look and, and make sure that he is going to actually play uh, and make sure that you, uh, be, you're you cognizant of that in your lineups um, and you take that into consideration so you can make a quick pivot um, if, if he ends up being out um, in that standpoint. Yeah, because uh, if he does end up being out, you're going to have to save at least 700 just so you can get to Kawhi Leonard there. Uh, so be mindful of that if you do try and put Porzingis in your lineup. To me, I think the the safer play, we mentioned him a little bit, if you're going to go big at center, I think it just makes more sense to play Joker. I keep doing it. I, I, <laughs> I think it's just ingrained in my head now. I don't think it's a mistake. The first time's a mistake. The second time's a my bad. The third time's just, that's just, that's just, <laughs> that's just me now. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, for 300 extra, I, I think he's the safer play. You know he's going to play. It's a game. I mean, both these, all four of these teams need this game. The the mad but the Mavs if they go down there they still have a game six. Um, I think I would I feel safer going with the Joker. I got it right. Uh, Jokic in this one for 300 more, knowing that he's not dealing with any injuries. Um, and Porzingis is just I, we don't know exactly what he looks like. Uh, but I would rather pay up for a Leonard if I than both of them. Though if I'm in that range and I'm going high on center, I think Jokic is is the safer play here. Um, but if he does play, or if if he doesn't play, do you have any interest in a Maxi Kleba or Kleba? I think I said that wrong. Kleba, Boban, or uh, Dorian Finney-Smith? Any of these guys that play a lot of minutes in the front court now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maxi Kleber, I mean, at 4,200, he's priced, you know, maybe near the top of, of his uh, fantasy output. But I mean, in last last game when with Porzingis out. 
And in slight foul trouble, he did put up 25 fantasy points, which which isn't enough to, to hit value. So um, I would say he would be, out of those three guys you just mentioned, he would be the number one um, option from 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 uh, from kind of the lower tier uh, section of the board in, in, in these two games. Uh, I, I would say um, on my end, he would definitely be the main target out of those three for sure. Yeah, and I love me some Boban. I just wish he played more. His point per minute production is insane. This guy just rips down boards. He's so big, and he scores with ease around the rim. Uh, but you're, he's only getting 10 to 15 minutes in this series, so you really can't count on him. Um, but Kleba, I do like Kleba too. For 4,200, I think that's a very good play. Uh, he hasn't done much of anything this this whole series, but he's played – 34, 33, 35, 37 minutes in all four games. He's only went one of five, two of five, one of five, and two of eight from the field. So he hasn't hit uh, water if he was falling out of a boat, as they say. But eventually he's going to hit a shot. And he's going to score more than the 19 total points he scored in the, in all four games. He hasn't. He's one of 16 from the three-point range. One of 16 in this series. Those are going to fall. And... At 4,200, especially if Porzingis doesn't play, um, uh, and a guy that's getting 30-plus minutes, 33 at the, the minimum so far in the series, uh, I like that price tag. I, I think he's can bring back at least 20 points, uh, and he's done it twice. He's, he's gotten 11, 23, 11, and 25 uh, DK points in the four games, and that's with not hitting anything. If he, if he hits a couple shots... I think that's a very good play, and especially on a slate where you need to go after cheaper guys because there's only two games. So uh, he's one of the plays that I really like. Hoping that um, what's the, uh, Porzingis doesn't play, it helps him a little bit. But even if he does play, that's still not a bad price to target him. Um, but let's move on to the, the wings. Before we get to the big guy, let's move on to the wings because they've been playing great, and all of them stepped up last game. Uh, Seth Curry, Trey Burke. Tim Hardaway, all these guys stepped up big time without Porzingis. Um, with or without Porzingis, do you have any interest in any of these guys? Yeah, I definitely would, would say let's take some shots at some of these guys. Uh, I would say more of the lower tier guys, given the volatility in, in their games, uh, when they get well, get very hot, very streaky. Seth Curry at 4,600 and Trey Burke at 4,500 uh, towards the lower tier of, of the, the price point. Um, if, if they get hot, uh, given, you know, big game five here, uh, I, I definitely like them uh, quite a bit, uh, given given the need for, for scoring in this type of matchup against, against the Clippers. Um, I, I think they can really outperform their price tags. Yeah, uh, I think that's a pretty good call. I like, uh, is, with, to me, I, I think Hardaway's not bad, but at 58, I'm going to fade him more so than the other two guys. Uh, you're pretty much relying on scoring from Tim Hardaway because he doesn't do much else. Well, he might pitch in a, three, or a steal. Uh, he pitches in a couple rebounds, maybe one or two assists. But you're pretty much relying on threes and scoring from him. And getting 5X from him is a lot harder because he doesn't do much of anything else, especially if Porzingis plays. That means some shots are going to get losing him. Um, but I do like me some Seth Curry, and I do like me some Trey Burke. More so, I like Burke player for player right now because he's playing a little bit better. But 
there's not that many shooting guards on the slate um, where the money works for me that I like. So that's why I give Seth Curry the edge here because Trey Burke only has point guard eligibility and Seth Curry has shooting guard eligibility and they're only 100 mixed mixed up there. And I like a lot of the point guards on the slate. We mentioned Conley. Uh, we mentioned uh, Morris. We mentioned um, – who oh, I'm drawing a bit. Murray. There's a lot of different point guards on this slate that I like. We'll get to Luka. Uh, so to me, I like Seth Curry the most out of these three guys with the shooting guard eligibility and the smaller price tag. Uh, and he's playing his, uh, his father-in-law in Doc Rivers. So it's always something to play harder about. Absolutely. But, yeah, let's get on to the big guy, man. Are you in on Luka after that 42-point, 17-rebound, 13-assist, game-winning shot in overtime for his first playoff appearance ever? Are you in on him after that at 11K? I mean – you know, when you put it that way, um, <laughs> I would say it's very hard uh, for me not to put Luca in my lineups, given that he has been rising up to the challenge um, game in and game out in this series. Um, even calling his first game uh, an absolute uh, terrible game, according to him, where he still put up 65 fantasy points. Um, so he's a guy with like a with a floor of around 50, 50 to 55 points. Um, with the with the ability to go off for you know in the 80s and 90s, so it's hard for me not to sit here and and, and say to fade Luca, um, unless you really want to be a contrarian uh, in in your tournaments and and not play Luca. But otherwise, I would I would say definitely go heavy on, on the Luca um, in this matchup. Yeah. Uh... It's hard not to play this guy. He, I know he was dealing with an ankle injury, but it didn't. I wouldn't have noticed if if no one if he never limped off in the, the game before, and it wasn't like reported. You couldn't have told that this guy was hurt. Uh, he just put up. Oh, I said 42. I, he scored 43. I was a point off. Uh, this guy just was on fire all game in the zone. No one. It's hard to say that no one can guard him right now on a team that has Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but he was roasting them. Um, Pat Bev might not play. I'm in the camp that I don't, I think Pat Bev is overrated to the, the point that people think he's uh, this great, the greatest perimeter defender in the league. I'm not in that camp. I'm in the more of the Draymond camp where I think people think he's really good because he tries hard and he yells and screams and talks a bunch of crap. Um, but he's pretty good. I don't think he's great. Even if he plays, I think Luke is going to have his way. So you, just like you said, it's hard not to play this guy. Um, it is possible to get Kawhi and Luka in or Luka and any of the other big stars in, Mitchell, um, his running mate, or Jokic. I almost did it again. Or Jokic and still have money left over because there is some some solid value here. But, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. You, you can't not play Luka on a two-game slate. It's very hard to just – even if he brings you – 55 points and just hits 5x value he might be the leading scorer on the on the card so um you still might have to play him regardless but uh anything else on this this Mavs team before we move on to uh, the final team of the night no I I think we we went through every every uh different avenue of the Mavericks lineup I could possibly <laughs> think of here yeah uh, and uh, I don't mind Dorian Finney-Smith. I saw him before. Uh, more so if Porzingis doesn't play. I think 
his rebound potential goes up, and I like him a little bit there. Um, but, yeah, let's go to the Clippers. So he said Pat Bev is doubtful, uh, probably not going to play. Paul George has uh, – I'm not going to lie. I, I'm having so much fun looking at these things uh, because the Clippers got a little cocky, especially when they were laughing at Damian Lillard, and they just – most of them think that this is handed to them, even though the only one or the championship is handed to them, even though the only one who's had um, gotten to a final before is Kawhi, and he's the only one that's just dead serious. But uh, playoff P, as he as he called himself, and people are calling him Pandemic P because his shot has been uh, four for 17, three for 16, three for 14 the last three games, uh, four for 25 from three. Something I I don't know what's off with him. He just doesn't look right. Uh, supposedly his shoulders are both good, both healthy. But are you? Can you take a plunge at Paul George at 82? Or is that something you can do? Uh, I would be probably in the minority here, but I I think given the fact that uh, someone with his shooting stroke and shooting ability, shooting 25 percent. Uh, on his shot attempts the last three games, I don't see that being sustainable. Um, and at 8,200, if he even makes, let's say, 30, 35% of his shots, which is very, very possible, um, he's looking at, you know, at, at the numbers where he should be able to hit 40 fantasy points. Um, all he needs to do is just not miss more than, than 10 shots out, out of the small amount that he takes i mean it's i mean we're not we're really splitting hairs here but paul george can't possibly continue this trend of of just poor play so with that in mind i would uh take some shots at paul george only again only in gpp formats uh versus cash considerations because you just never know um what what's going on with him but uh but at that price tag uh why not take a couple a few shots at him especially given this high-profile matchup. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's just very tough because a guy of his talent should not be playing this poorly. Uh, this not, not poorly. He's playing like pathetic at this point. Um, that is a tough criticism, but you, you can't consider yourself or pe- have people consider you a top 10, 15 player in this league, and you've made – uh what 10 shots of of his last of 47 in the last three games 10 of 47 uh, he's still putting he's still almost reaching value which is is crazy uh this last three games he has 33 36 and then 25 he really fell off there but 33 and 36 he's just missing 5x by a little bit uh obviously you don't want that especially on a two-game slate i think he has to hit some shots at some point but for me I'd, i would just rather like you said, you said in the cash game, I, I genuinely lean towards cash more. Uh, I would be, feel much safer paying that, paying up and going Kawhi Leonard, uh, especially in a two-two two game. A guy that has been here, done this multiple times. You know he's gonna come out and ball, and uh, I don't have any questions with this guy. I just know Kawhi Leonard's gonna have a fantastic game. I can't say that for Paul George. I think he's his shot's gonna turn around, but I don't wanna risk it and if he doesn't have a if he still shoots even eh like okay it just might sink me right there so i'd rather i feel safer with Kawhi leonard 
Speaking of Kawhi, how do you feel about uh, Kawhi? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to hard not to play Kawhi Leonard um, in the playoffs, and especially um, down, especially sorry, in a matchup where they're two games from elimination. I mean, this is what this is his time to shine, typically uh, in his playoff career. So um, he's been very consistent um, throughout the series as well putting up anywhere from 53 fantasy points all the way up to 65. Um, so he should have no problem hitting value. And, and I, I would put him in, if not all, most of my lineups at, at 10,000 salary. Yeah, I think he's just been in the zone, uh, even most of the bubble, and but in the playoffs especially. And, and when Paul George is not playing up to his capabilities, I think to me it just makes a safe pivot and an easy pivot. Um and there is the possibility that you can. It's possible to get Kawhi and Luka in your lineups and not have anybody that's just really bad. Uh, you can still get these guys in your lineup, still have money left over, and still have all starters pretty much um, or people playing over 30 minutes. So it's possible to do this. You just have to be uh, a little creative or and whatnot. But let's move on to the, after the big two. Uh, let's go to... Everybody else on here, but we'll start with Lou Williams, Ma, uh, Marcus Morris, and Zubats. Uh, any interest in any of these three guys? Um, I would say out of those three, the safest play, um, although it is the highest price of those three, would be Lou Williams at $6,400. Um, he's a guy that is just uh, an absolute microwave scorer um, off the bench. Um, especially with Paul George not, you know, picking up the slack. He's been averaging um, about uh, 31 minutes a game uh, in this series, and uh, and he's coming off a huge game with 36 points um, on very efficient shooting, 13 out of 20, um, where he put up 50 fantasy points, and his price tag only jumped to 6,400. Um, so he's a guy that I'll, I'll have some shares of um, out, out of those three. He's, he's my main target for sure. Yeah, I, I like Lou. Um, I liked him a lot more when he was around 5K, 5-1. I remember I was on here a few days ago, and I, I said I was all about him. He was he played 31 minutes in the first game, uh, and you know his his he, legs are under him now. Uh, but at 6-4, it's a little harder for me to like him as much, knowing that, as you said, Paul George has to turn it around at some point. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's going to take more charge. Just a lot of room for to him to hit his floor uh, in this one. Harder to bring 5x back because I, w- I would want 30, 35 points from him. Uh, easily doable. He dropped 36 actual points last game uh, with five assists and four boards on 20 shots. Definitely easily his most shots in a long time. Um, so I'm not 100% on board with the new $1,000 price jump. But uh, he's still some guy. He's still a guy you might want to look at. Though not in a two-game slate for me, um, Morris, not too bad himself. At 56, there are some other people around around his skill set that I like, but he has been playing pretty well in this series. Uh, he's played over 30 minutes each game. He has three 30-point games uh, and 30-plus point games, and then a 20-point game. So he has been bring, bringing back some solid value. So he's a guy to look at. I don't mind Zubats though. Uh, he's played. His role has been changing, though. It's 22, 18, 30, and 22 minutes. That's the only thing. Yeah, I liked it better when you knew he was getting 24, 25, 
definitely because at 4-3, you can easily get you 25 points, 30 DK points, and bring back value. Um, but he's not that bad. To me, I'd rather – I think it's more of a uh, the guy right under him in Montrezl Harrell at 41. That's where I would be leaning, but I don't mind Zubats as well. I think uh, Harrell's played four games now this entire series. He's only played – he played 20 minutes over 20 once. I think it's time now that he gets 25, 30 minutes. I think he's ready for it. And at 41, I'm willing to take that plunge. Uh, how about, Do you have any interest in Harrell? You know, I want to have interest in Harrell. I really do, given um, given his low price tag. But he hasn't really shown uh, much uh, yet uh, since he's come back. I mean, he's certainly due as well um, for for one of those vintage Montrezl Harrell games. He was playing earlier this season where he was one of the six men of the year candidates. Um, so he's certainly a guy that can fill it up in bunches uh, with points, boards, um, some blocks and steals as well. Uh, but I, I, I don't have a ton of interest in Montrez given uh, the question marks surrounding him. But, but at that price tag, I'm, I'll, I'll definitely take a few shots at him. Yeah, I think it's it's just very cheap, and especially on a two-game slate. Uh, at some point, they're going to – in a game, pivotal game five, if you lose this, you're down 3-2. On uh, pivotal game five, I think he's ready to play more minutes than – getting his feet wet. And I think Doc wants him to, especially if this game stays close, he can't really toy around with it. So that's the reason why I like him. Uh, and at this price, you're not going to really, if he starts playing 25, 30, 35 minutes game, you're never going to see him around 4k again. Um, so that's why I, w- I would, per- I would jump on him now, but I could see where uh, I jump on him and he only plays 20 minutes there. Um, but after them, there's really not many people left. Maybe a Reggie Jackson you look at, Shemet. Uh, is there anyone else besides those two, or are you looking at those two? Uh, no, I, I actually, uh, for me, I'm, I'm not looking at anyone else on the, on the Clippers side. I mean, it's um, it, it's pretty much, you know, the main guys for me, especially if this game stays close. I don't see anyone else really taking the ball and, and trying to, and trying to uh, to finish the game off. So um, I would say the guys we just covered are, are definitely the main ones that I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to me, Kawhi and Trez are probably my two top guys to target on this team. Um, Trez for pricing and Kawhi because he is the top guy. But if you uh, – to me, I've been always leaving money on the table, so I didn't have to get this far. Uh, but if you're – in the camp that you're trying to get as many big stars as possible. And there are people who do that. There are a lot of people who try and, and do that. And that makes sense. Uh, I wouldn't, if you had to look Shemet's way and, and Reggie Jackson's way, uh, those two, along with a possible Gary Harris who might play, those are the only three people I'm even looking at under 4k. Um, not that I'm too excited about looking at them, but if you're again in that camp that you're trying to get as many big people as possible, uh, then you can take a look at them. And uh, it looks like someone's opening the door, man. Uh, that, it, it sounds like it's time to go. We, we did do all, all four of our teams here. We did both games. Um, and is there anything you want to leave the viewers with before uh, we head on out of here? Uh, I think the last thing just will be just uh, let's hope for some some great games and uh, some some high fantasy point totals. Uh, I'm really excited for, for these two matchups, both pivotal 
both pivotal. I can't even speak. Sorry, at this <laughs> point in the night or in the morning. Um, in terms of just big game fives here, it's, it's going to be exciting to watch for sure. Yeah, and it's okay, buddy. You're you're on you're on the show with the pit the butcher, so uh, t- people tend to lose their words when when I'm 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 around because I do it all all the time. I called I called I called him Jokerich or whatever I said five times. Now I can't even say it. I said it it, it came naturally to me, and now I can't remember what I said. Uh, I'm I'm butchering my butcher. That that's just what happens. <laughs> But, but it happens <laughs> yeah it happens. it happens but yeah i'm excited for these two games we got a game two game fives uh the nuggets the number three seed they almost got the two seed they were looking to make a deep run because they have a deep team i know harris and barton haven't played but to be down one three right now uh this is that's going to be an exciting game and then you got a surprising two two with the clippers and mavs and luca looking like the player of the playoffs right now so these i know there's only two games of basketball we're used to the four lately but these are going to be two exciting games um definitely keep an eye on who's in who's out and and news before this first game locks the the good thing about um porzingis being questionable or not not good but the good thing is that the the game before them the jazz and the nuggets don't start till 6 30 p.m eastern time uh this game starts at nine so there is a lot of time for them to see how porzingis is feeling uh and, and they're all on the east coast so <laughs> every game or all the time is the same so there is time to get news on porzingis see him in warm-up see if he can go hopefully we can get that news in before 6 30 because if you put him in your lineup and you don't save some extra cash um, you're just going to be leaving stuff on the table and it's going to be a rough pivot to try and make, make things work after that. But, um, yeah, that's it. And these are going to be two good games. Uh, wish everybody luck and that'll be it for another edition of, uh, hoop ball DFS today. Uh, on my behalf, I'm Santino Cocone. You can find me on Twitter at Santino Cocone and Dave, uh, David Menkoff, you can find him. Dave, tell him where you can find yourself on Twitter. You can find me at dmenk33. dmenk33. Awesome. And guys, don't be shy about uh, checking around all the new stuff we've got going on at HoopBall. We have uh, new team podcasts all the time, new new uh, articles and whatnot. Dave will be right in the layup line tonight, uh, so be on the lookout for that. If you're more of a reader you probably won't be getting this far into the show. But if you're more of a reader, uh, definitely check out that layup line. It's going to be fun. Um, We also have Instagram page, Facebook page, all this awesome stuff. And uh, don't forget to check out manscaped.com and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20. Get 20% off your order. You get free shipping, all that good stuff. Um, But, yeah, have a good night or have a good day, guys. I I can't even talk. (laughs) Have a good day, guys, and uh, we'll catch you again tomorrow, I believe. Uh, myself and uh, Mike Apatra will be on for that one. Uh, So that'll be a boring one. (laughs) All right, guys. Take care. This has been a HoopBall presentation.